Welcome to the family with Andy Brand Bernard. LA's not here. Alex isn't here. Catherine's out of town. My God. But we have Dr. John Torres up next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company will be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. <clears throat> Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. <sighs> Amateurs. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. There you have it. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're just talking about, uh, well, basically we're just talking about the fact that L.A. just told me, you know, when I'm your age, I'll probably shut everything down. <laughs> yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> You lame brain. I'm not, you did too, I, I said you I'd liar. I moved to somewhere, somewhere different than Minnesota. Liar, I say. Oh, Andy already told you he's going to buy your house when you when you leave. Because the winters are the winter when you get older. The winters are tough here, man. Winter can be tough here, no doubt about it. 
Is Dr. Uh, John Torres ready to go? Yes, he is. Dr. Torres, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Marvelous. Or shall I call you Dr. Disaster? <laughs> <laughs> we'll as do long a... as you don't call me late for supper. Not long for late for supper. <laughs> I could do like a movie trailer for you. It'd be fantastic. Dr. Disaster's Guide to Surviving Everything. Essential advice for any situation life throws your way. Well, Dr. Disaster, we're in a bunch of situations that are throwing me a curve, so I really need your help, Doctor. It'd be like, where do we start? (laughs) Exactly. Where are we even going to start, Dr. Torres? What do you think? And, you know, the main thing is just, again, start at the beginning. And one of the main things I talk about in the book is, you know, that mental preparation. And, you know, when you look across survival situations, and I've been taught, you know, throughout life, my my father taught me, you know, my mom and dad, Going in the Air Force, a lot of survival training and emergency medicine, you know, similar type situations, and you see people that survive versus people that don't, unfortunately. But one of the things you find out is the ones that end up surviving are the ones that typically have what we call the will to survive. In other words, they have a reason to come back in whatever situation they're in. And for most people, that's usually family, you know, yeah. spouses, kids, whatever it takes. Just keep that in mind because that is going to drive you forward. And there's been tons of times where people have done everything completely wrong, but they've had that will to survive and they've made it out of there. And there's been all uh, times as well that the survival experts have lost that will to survive and unfortunately haven't made it. So it's important. Yeah, I would just die. You would just die. That was it. Be it for you. If you just die. Well, a lot of a lot of faith in you on that one, there, L.A. That's great. That's terrific news. No, I understand, Doctor John. Uh, uh, would you rather I call you Doctor John, Doctor Torres, or Doctor Disaster? It's up to you. Uh, whatever works for you. It's just, most people call me Doctor John. Doctor John. Doctor John works great. It sounds like we're buddies, which I, which is a good thing. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean that we. We've had our ups, or down, uh, ups and downs in life and uh, a lot of disappointment. One thing I really found out in life, Dr. John, is the fact that the more generous you are with people, the more they'll take advantage of you, which is really disappointing for me because I learned that a little, little Catholic boy going to Catholic school, you're supposed to help people out, and whenever you can, that'd be great. And we had the mic boxes, and we had the, all the, you know, we go around and collect money from our neighbors to send to the starving kids in China, or at the time it was, and... I don't know. As you grow older, you think that everybody's going to be generous, and it's the exact opposite. Everybody's on a money hunt, and that's the most important thing. And that's very disappointing, Dr. John. Yeah, you know, and it can be, but if you look at it, and this is also interesting, in situations, particularly in survival situations, you find out what humanity is really like. And it turns out that for the most part, humanity is actually very helpful and very good at coming together. And there's been situations around not just this country, but around the world where disasters have happened and people have come together and they have dropped all the pretenses they've had they've dropped all the issues they're concerned about and they're like let's just get through this together and yeah once it's done they go back to what they normally were doing and and what they're normally like but for the most part people are very helpful when it comes time and they really need to dig down and do that Uh, and i think that's another thing that one of the things we talk about in the book or i talk about in the book is Basically, you know, you want to be the person that can help other people out. You don't want to be the burden in situations like mm-hmm. that, particularly with your family. You want to be the one, and that's why we released at this point, because Father's Day is coming up. Kids are going to college. It's great for them to take with them so they can have an idea of what they might need to do. But you want to be the one that is prepared just even a little bit, that you can be the one that helps out and reaches down and offers that hand to help other people. 
I think it's great that you just basically pointed out that I might be the problem. I like that. <laughs> I think it also depends. I think it also depends where you live. Like if you live it in does, an inner yeah. city or out in, in the real rural area. Because I noticed when I lived in the city, none of the neighbors would even say hi to you. Right. And uh, ever. And now I live in. I live out in the country now, and I got stuck in my tractor. Next thing I know, there's this guy pulling up to my gate in a big tractor to pull me out. I didn't know who he was. He's like, "Hey, I'm here to pull you out of the mud." But that would in the city, you'd be sitting there all day. No one would even look at you with a broken down car. Oh, they yeah. would just no, blow your right. horn and go, "What the hell are you doing?" And yell at you. And, you know, again, it's one of those things that, you know, depending on the situation you're in and the places you're at, is, yeah, you're right. There's some places where people will do everything. Give you, as we say, the shirt off their back anytime you need anything. And there's other places where, you know, they're so busy with their lives and so hurried with their lives and, and thinking about themselves and what they need to do that unless you're in a life or death situation, they're not going to really offer much right. help. But once you get to that situation where it's life or death, I think you'd be surprised at how many people, again, reach down to help you out. I think right now is very, for me anyway, the other day I just turned on TV for a minute and it was like, cicadas are coming, yes. the, there's three wars breaking out, uh, we're, we're out of gasoline, there's no chicken, and now there's a glass shortage, so you can't get anything in a bottle. There's no I, chicken. I, no. And now, I just, mm. I literally felt sick to my stomach, like, I was, I think I almost had like a mini nervous breakdown. <laughs> I really do. I was like, well, what's next? Like, what are we going to do? I know. I know. And that's what one of the things I talk about oftentimes, and this is on NBC, I talk about oftentimes, is the, uh, you know, watch the, watch the media to a certain extent, but don't watch it too much because, you know, the media obviously, you know, there, there's definitely some truth to that. You, you know, if a dog bites man, not a story, but if man bites dog, huge story because it's just so unique and so they offer those unique uh, perspectives on things, and they tend to focus on those, and they keep watching it over and over, especially with the 24-hour news channels. Again, after a while, make you think that this world is just being sucked into a black hole and never coming back. No, that makes sense. I will tell you, though, Dr. John, some nice things have happened the last couple of days, because I also do a morning show in town, and then this show, and the combination of the shows... We had Patrick Warburton on, who was uh, helping out the kids at St. Jude's Hospital, uh, donated uh, $1.8 million that he raised wow. through his charity. Wow. You had Dr. Mitch, uh, excuse me, uh, Mitch Album was on. Uh, the paperback version of his book is coming out, Finding Chica, where he, he, uh, he and his wife, because they don't have any children, took in a little girl from Haiti mm -hmm. until she, unfortunately, uh, they lost her. Uh, she died. But... The caring and giving, and then this morning, Bobby and Lisa are putting on a show to raise money for uh, you know people that are out of work. A lot of that lately, Dr. John, a lot of people coming on the show talking about helping other people, and it really makes my heart feel glad. Yeah, and that's a, I think that's where we are right now. You know, you know, Grant, the beginning of the pandemic, and that's one of the reasons with the book, we said, let's, let's put it out at this point, because even though we've been working on it for a couple of years, it really hit home as the pandemic started, and you know, everybody was running through toilet paper. Everybody was draining yeah. the grocery stores. You couldn't find anything. But then after people started taking a breath and saying, okay, we're going to make it through this, they started looking at helping other people out. And I think you've seen, you know, the country in particular coming together and saying, you know, let's let's get through this together because yep. it truly does. You know, it's an overused quote, but it truly does take a village. Uh, and the village in this case is the whole country, not just your own community or your own household. No, there's no question about that. I there's there's great. Well, another thing I think, the doctor, that everybody should do, and I try to do as often as I can, 
you sit back and compare your life to a lot of other people's. Your life, my life, is a hell of a lot better than most people's lives. I got a couple of great, I got like four great jobs. Not that everybody wants four <laughs> jobs, but I got four great jobs. I have a wonderful wife and family. My son is the engineer on the show. Andy uh, was the one who, who called you. My, our, my son uh, is about to have a baby with his wife, my daughter. Uh, a couple of years younger than Andy, she just uh, she has a couple of kids. I mean, I am so fortunate with my family and my my you know my my jobs, my position, and all that stuff. I'd like to complain, but you really can't when you compare yourself to most people. Do you think? I, I, I agree a hundred percent, and we all complain from time to time about I mean, yeah. all sorts of little things. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of what's really going on, you know, oftentimes just you know look at your life and look what you have around you and. You know, look at the rest of the world, and there are some places where they they still haven't even gotten a vaccine in some countries because they just aren't able to get it. They aren't right. afford it. The infrastructure's not there. And here, where you know our vaccination rates are skyrocketing, and we're getting back to more normal life. Um, you know, so again, just you thank anybody you want to that you're in a situation you're in, you're in the country you're in that has the resources to take care of you like they are. But at the same time. Realize that you, need, you do need to take care of your, yourself to a certain extent. And one of the things we found out in this pandemic in particular, if you look at the history of disasters, and typically if you think about you know, a, a hurricane in the south, a blizzard where you guys are, they're, usually by the time these are over, help is coming in from around the country. Convoys of trucks are coming in, help, you know, different medical facilities are ginning up to help people out. Well, in this case, nobody was able to do that because everybody was helping themselves out initially. And now it's to the point where people are saying, okay, I have enough, and I've done enough, and I'm surviving enough that I can start helping other people out around the country and around the world. And so, again, country blessing, this is a great point we're at right now. Yeah, we're, I'm noticing more and more and more of that people being, except for behind the wheel, doctor. I don't notice people being kind behind the wheel, I'll tell that's you why that. I, that's why I was late today. People wouldn't oh, let me God. over to get on the freeway. I couldn't get in. They, they just wouldn't let me in. It's unbelievable. You, know, you made a mistake of turning your blinker on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I, and I was on, I'm on a bike, and I was I was like, <sighs> think I could squeeze in, but nope, no one would. They were just riding each other's butt. They were just like, nope, you're not getting in. You're not getting in. And it's a real, it's a well, sketchy that's exit. Oh, that's yeah, a sketchy yeah. exit. You know, that, that two seconds you're delaying them could make all the difference, as you know. Oh, oh absolutely. Know. No question. Matter of fact, <laughs> in the parking lot for this building, we're in an office building, five-story office building. It's a big complex, huge complex. And also, there's a little main drive that you come in the driveway and go out the driveway. There's this one main area, and the rest is parking. And as I was pulling out from the morning show, I do it in the studio as well. As, as I was pulling out, I was on the main drive to go to, to exit, and a guy who was parked cut right in front of me to make sure that it, I mean, I literally had to slam my brakes on so he could go first. He had to get out. It was unbelievable. The parking lot was on fire. Yeah. It was amazing why you, why you had to get out that very second. And he was looking right at me when he did it. It didn't. Oh, yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Couldn't care less. Nope. Don't care. Uh, So, you know, we get through. You know, where they are in their life, what they're doing, why they're just hurrying. Yep. I will tell you this, though, Dr. John, here's a great sign that the world's getting to be a better place because I've gotten a bit older and I didn't uh, just slam into them and get out and punch the piss out of them. So I've <laughs> improved as a person. I've gotten better as, as a human being, doctor, so that's good. Well, anymore, you have to watch what you do to the drivers. Yeah, that's true. You get shot anymore. Yeah, you you can't just flick them the bird and move on. 
I think this. I think this pandemic and you know disasters in general. I think but this pandemic has taught us that you know I, I got bigger things to worry about. Go ahead, go in front of me. You're fine. No, that's exactly the way I felt. It's like, hey, if you're in that big a hurry, I really wish you hadn't almost slammed into me to do it. But if you're in that big a hurry, good I for you. I always just assume they have really bad diarrhea. <laughs> well, that's Anytime not. anyone's driving like a psychopath, I'm like, they have diarrhea. They got to get to a bathroom. It's I've it's actually, okay. I, I agree with that. See? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, do, I've done that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. Okay? Anytime I've driven okay. crazy, I had diarrhea. Exactly. Oh. See? Look at where we've sunk to, doctor. Look at where we, my daughter gets here and we just fell through the floor. Un, Dr. John, what part of the country are you? do you reside in? I said I'm in Colorado right now. I was just okay. Yeah, two days ago, we just, actually yesterday we just had snow. I yeah. always ask that because it changes perspective of where it does, yeah. of what you're going through. Because I travel this country a lot, so I know different parts of the country are totally different. Like where I live, COVID was pretty much didn't exist. Like didn't affect my life in any way, shape, right. or form. Yeah, that's Nothing true. closed. You didn't, no one told you to wear a mask. It just didn't affect my life. So, and then I went to. I was out in California for a while, and it was just totally opposite. Everything was shut down. Couldn't even, you know. New Mexico was at the worst. I couldn't even get the fast food food. Really? Even the fast food places were closed. Oh, really? Oh yeah, it was oh, locked I didn't down. Know that. I didn't know. It. Yeah, Charlie's mentioned that. Charlie from Albuquerque. Yeah, New Mexico was very locked down. Yeah. Most I've seen anywhere. That's what he said. And I actually started the first few months in New York City of the pandemic, and same thing. Completely yeah, completely locked down. Not a great place to be at that time. Year. And I was just down in Florida. They're yeah, just the, they're just full on party mode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. That is absolutely full true. concerts packed. It's crazy. And my wife is down there enjoying it without me. But don't worry about me, honey. Everything is fine. Don't worry about a thing. I um, I think in the long run, Doctor John, what I I personally am trying to focus on. The 14 months, 15 months, uh, it's been so far. It's going to be about 18 months, probably 17 or 18 months, when we maybe can return to a, a bit of normalcy. But I'm going to look at it as kind of like boot camp for the, you know, the next part of my life because I think if we focus on what's really important, like we're doing right now on this show, I think people would be a lot better off. Uh, I mean, some of the people I work with, this one guy, I was, I was talking yesterday about, about a coworker with some other people, and I said, God, the guy's kind of, you know, on edge. What the hell's going on? They said, oh, don't worry about it. Just, you know, it's, I'm sure it's all this, that, and the other thing. But, uh, you know, we'll talk to him, and he'll settle down. Even bigger prick today. <laughs> it was <laughs> unbelievable. It's like, Jesus. How do you, how do you fix the, the... – see, I, to me, this is my personal life. I have the best life of anyone I know. I, I literally really do, mm-hmm. but inside my own head, I don't. I know. And 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 I'm and I'm I get frustrated with a lot of things in my life. I'm, I'm get angry at a lot of things in my life. But I have the best life of anyone I know. Yeah. So how do you fix that in your own head? And, and you know, I think too. I think the pandemic let us all kind of reset things to a certain extent, especially reset our our mental status as far as where we think we are. Because you know, before you know things were built into a crescendo, and then the pandemic had us in our houses, had us not going around anybody else, and so we had time to just take that breath and think about where we are in life and where we want to go. And a lot of people have changed their lives over the last year, and they're heading in a different direction, or they're going to start heading in a different direction, or at least they say they are. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how this all works afterwards. But you know, you're right, and you know, we still get the stressors of what's going on here, and we still handle stressors in different ways. And so, you know, for some people, it's hard to kind of look back and go, "Hey, 
Oh, I don't think there's any question. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, Alex, who, who just uh, jumped in the studio with us for a second there, has a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son, and they were over last night because my wife is out of town. And the four-year-old, my granddaughter, came up and said, what, what, why do you keep talking about Nana? She calls my wife Nana. She calls me Bop Bop, but she calls my wife Nana. And she goes, you know, how come you're talking to my mom about Nana so much? And I said, because I miss her. And she said, why do you miss her? I said, because I love her dearly. And this look she got on her face was like, I, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that before. You know, probably can't comprehend that yet. Probably can't comprehend what it is to love someone for 40 years. You know, it's a, it's a right. whole new But then again, I mean, there you go, Dr. John. There's another thing. I've been married to the same woman for, for 36 years. We've known each other for 40 years. I love her more every day, not less. More. It's wonderful. Isn't it amazing when that happens? And I was just yep. thinking about that this morning. The same thing my wife and I are going on 40 years married. And you know, today it's much more uh, a great relationship, loving relationship than it was 40 years ago when we first met. And back then it was, you know, the, the heyday of the beginning part of our relationship. But I'm sitting here going, wow, even through the pandemic, we have literally been locked in the house for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a whole lot, not going around a whole lot of other people. And she's still staying with me, which is fantastic. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> That's exactly it. We're talking to Dr. John Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. The book is called Dr. Disaster's Guide to Surviving Everything, Essential Advice for Any Situation Life Throws Your Way. I think a lot of people should buy your book, should read your book, because I see a lot of people, they go right to anger or right to sorrow because they just can't handle the situations that life is throwing their way right now. It'd be good to and get and that's book. the main thing, and, and part of one of the things we talk about in the book is you know, having that, that will to survive, and it's not necessarily the will to survive, you're stuck out in a forest in the middle of a blizzard or an earthquake, right. it's the will to survive everyday life situations too, and the pandemic has taught us that, that just getting through this, it might take a long haul to get through it, and you know, we initially thought, that the big joke my wife and I have is when we moved from New York to Colorado, because... We were living in a little apartment there. We wanted to get back to our house in Colorado where we had more land and mm-hmm. uh, we were able to do more things. The uh, you know, I thought we'd be coming back, and this was May of last year. I thought we'd be coming back for three weeks. She thought we'd be coming back for three months. Well, a year later, we're still here. Because <laughs> the situation yeah. has gotten better, but not a whole lot better. So, right. the, power uh, of place, yeah, it, it, the power of place where you are makes a big difference in your, in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It, it, it does completely. And, you know, being here has put a different perspective on everything, and so I get a different idea of what's happening in other parts of the country, which is great. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Alex just came back, so what did you call it again? What did you call them? The crabby people? I just said that I assume they have diarrhea. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, diet. Would that be diuretic then? <laughs> no, they have. To, they, you would just assume anybody who cuts you off has diarrhea. That's probably yeah. true. Or just anybody that's driving like completely maniac. I'm like probably yeah. diarrhea. No, that's I, a good I, possibility. I, I mentioned to Doctor John that Andy's about to have his first baby. I talked to him about the fact that you have a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son about to turn five and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Doctor John Torres wrote the book Doctor Disaster's Guide to uh, Surviving Everything: Essential Advice for Any Situation. Do you, because your children are getting, you know, almost, uh, almost school age, uh, they're very smart kids. Uh, how do you handle? As they get older, they're going to change a lot. Uh, how do you? How are you looking at handling that? I don't know. I feel like it's day by day. <laughs> so just slog through day by <laughs> no, day. No, I don't slog through. You just I take know. it because I mean, well, especially well, you can't change it. 
Well, yeah, and young kids, Nothing I mean, you can one day Fawn can be the most angelic, sweetest, thoughtful child in the world, and the second she's screaming at me every five seconds. So it's like, <laughs> you can't really think about, oh, what will they be like, and where will yeah, they move yeah. to, and blah, because it's like, I have no idea. Yeah. She says right now that she's going to live with me for the rest of her life, so it's... Well, yeah, I understand you bet, that. You better move. <laughs> and so, by the way, Dr. John, the, the two-year-old is a little boy about to turn three. His name is Sage. And they uh, they left because Alex and their two kids came over last night, had a little dinner, had a wonderful time, watched a little television with them, a little a cartoon here and there. And then it was time to leave, and they got up to leave. And I said to the two-year-old, "Why aren't you going to give me a hug goodbye?" And he responded, "Forget it." <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he also tells me that I. This is my favorite one, though, Doctor John. Two years old. Uh, I said, "Hey." Uh, it's going to be great. Everybody's going to the park today. You go to the park. Your mom will go to the park. Fawn will go to the park. I'll go to the park with you. And he looks at me, two years old, he goes, you're out of the mix. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Yes. Alex, wow. did he not? You He's were there. a weird. My kids talk weird. Where That's did he get, you're out of the mix? You, though? You, s- you say that all the time. Oh, so he heard it from me. Yeah. Oh. You always say that. I'm, I haven't heard anybody say that in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, you say that all the time. It was wonderful. And he calls you a bum all the time. He calls me a bum. Him God, a yeah, bum. Goes, you know, bop up. You're a bum. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> kids are great. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. Anything. I've had kids sit on my lap and go, "Your breath stinks." <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll hear that yeah. one. Mommy, yeah. you smell. You smell. Okay, thank you What's so that much for that. Yeah, they're. Totally honest. They are totally honest. Their really? breath, your pits, yeah, your whatever you got. Honest as they come. It's annoying me. Uh, Dr. John, can we keep you for about another 15 minutes? That could, did that work for you? I think I have something else I have to go to here pretty soon. Okay, I just want to tell you what. I'll go to break here, and during the break, we'll figure out how much longer. Just a couple of minutes or another okay. 10 or 15. Whatever yeah. whatever is good for yeah. you, Doctor. All right, we'll, okay. be, we'll be right back with Dr. John Torres. The book, again, is called Dr. Disaster's Guide to Surviving Everything, Essential Advice for Any Situation in Life, uh, if Any Situation in Life Throws Your Way. Uh, it's on Amazon, available everywhere, as a matter of fact. Right back with Dr. John. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine. 
and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fish and ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit SabreHeating.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Andy's here, Alex is here, L.A. Nick is here, and Dr. John Torres, Dr. Disaster's Guide to Surviving Everything, essential advice for any situation life throws your way, available on Amazon and everywhere, as a matter of fact. Dr. John's already given us a lot of answers to the uh, problems we have, and basically we've all agreed we don't have big problems compared to a lot of other people. But still handling these stressful situations uh, every day, like people not letting you in when you're trying to merge while right. doing 65 miles. But you, could, but you could be in Israel right now. Yeah, you could be in Israel getting shot at or that wouldn't be good. shooting people. Or no. That's one thing I will tell you, Dr. John, that I really, really enjoy is if you watch the national news in America, America sucks. It's the worst place on earth. Yet everywhere else I look... They're shooting each other with rockets and guns, <laughs> and it's like, whoa! I gotta believe missiles, missiles, yeah, missiles, oh, yeah. missiles, absolutely. Not rockets or guns, missiles. <laughs> well, so I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know, I don't know if the America's any better or worse than anywhere else, but it kind of looks like everybody's on edge right now. The entire, well, this pandemic, uh, the entire world had to deal with it, so it's it's been a problem for everybody, except for a lot of places in Africa. I and guess. I. I I was actually in Italy when the pandemic broke out, and oh, okay. they really shut down. Like, not like we shut down. You weren't allowed outside. Yeah, really. And, and they don't play around. You get caught, you're, you know, uh-huh. $10,000 fine and 30 days in jail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like here. No, it's not. The police uh, enforcement there is a little different yeah. than this here. <laughs> yes, it is. here to tell you, man. I just love that. I just heard, uh, Dr. John, This uh, we, we have a young woman. Uh, on the morning show that I do named Candace. And she's got the major... You've heard the... Have you ever heard the Minnesota accent, Dr. John? Uh-oh. Do we lose him? I think maybe we did. He oh, might have had he probably, out. Yeah, he might have I had I was wondering if I didn't hear anything from him mm. in the first Yeah, I know. That's true. All right. Well, th- that's cool. I, I, he didn't know when he had to go, no. so that's cool. It all works out in the end. But yeah, Dr. Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S, uh, Dr. Disaster's Guide to Surviving Everything, Essential <laughs> Advice for Any Situation Life Throws Your Way is the name of the book. Very good advice, I thought. Very, very good Do advice. Do you think Candace has the Minnesota accent? Oh, God. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> but, you know, she was living in Italy for a while, up near, I think, near Villa uh, d'Este, up Lake Como. I think, not in that area, but kind of close to yeah. there. And I guess the first three months she was there or whatever, all the Italians were, what a stupid accent. <laughs> they hated her accent. Well, it's Norwegian, German, it's got to have that 
accent yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Well, so. we're Minnesota bottled. accent is a very, like, Swedish-Norwegian accent. Yeah. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, it's... I uh, noticed when I first moved here, I don't notice it anymore, but when I first moved here, I noticed there's three kinds of girls that, that stood out. You have the blonde girls with the big teeth. They have the big white teeth. I know what you're talking like about. Square teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, there's a lot of those. Mm-hmm. They have big square teeth. It's weird. It's kind of stands out for if you've never been here before. Chiclet teeth. Yeah, they're chiclet it's teeth. Yes. Minnesota's yes. a very. It was a very ethnically uh, heterogeneous area. So if you went to a different city, everyone was descended from the same person. So they all. Yeah, there's the a lot of those boys yeah. with the chiclet teeth. Yep. Yeah. And then you have true. these these brunettes that are very mousy and they have no chin. No yeah, chin. I think yeah they have like their chin this very. Yeah, I hate that. I know, I hate it. There's oh, a lot of God, them. Well, it just a, connects right to their cheekbone. There's a lot of those. That's a German thing, I think. Yeah, yeah it's I think German. It is, yeah. No, but I, I noticed when I first came here, but I don't notice it anymore. But when I first moved to Minnesota, I'm like, yeah, that. I noticed a lot of blondes with chiclet teeth. That's perfect, perfect analogy. Chiclets. They look like chiclets. But they have very big square teeth. And then I start noticing all these brunettes with no chins. I'm like, it's kind of weird, man. <laughs> like I said, everyone's descended from the same people. So yeah, that is yeah. true. They all look the exact same. Yeah. Okay, you guys it's like have to guess. like when Alex goes to Iceland. They yes, all they think, think she's Icelandic. Icelandic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone just speaks just, Icelandic. There's a very and specific like, phenotype in Iceland. Because I look exactly mm-hmm. like everyone. You do. Yeah, they all look like it was, her. It was weird. We got off the airplane and it was like, my twin on the front of a magazine, walking by five of my yep. twins, my twin on a billboard, my twin on the side of a bus. I was like, what is going on? I would be very popular in Iceland. And we're not Icelandic at all. No. No, not even a little we're bit. Not even ba- a little we're bit. barely We're barely Scandinavian, Scandinavian. yeah. It's all, right. all German and <clears throat> Czech and like English, English. amalgam. Yeah. yeah, English, Scottish, yeah. Irish, all yeah. of that stuff all lumped the in together. All Interesting the ish stuff. Types that works. Of ish. Uh, speaking of that, again, before we move on, I got to tell you if you don't watch Frank of Ireland, you're, you've lost oh your God, mind. You it's the funniest show. show on television. What's it on? It's on Hulu, I think. No, no, I think Amazon Prime. I think it's Amazon Prime. It's, a, it's Brendan out. Gleason's two kids. Oh, really? His two sons. They're phenomenal. There's a scene, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for repeating this, but it'll only take me 60 oh my seconds. God. Third day in a row. He's supposed to play, <laughs> yeah. the, he's asked to play at a funeral for this older woman who died. And he goes, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I'll tell you what. He, the guy goes, well, you can only play, play one song. One song is all you can play. He goes, okay, well, I'll do that. I'll play Memories. No, no, you can't do that. She had uh, Alzheimer's. <laughs> okay, then I'll play uh, You'll Never Walk Alone. No, can't do that. She lost her right foot to diabetes. <laughs> He's going on and on about all the maladies she had before she died. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. It is Amazon Prime. It's really funny. I'll have to watch it. Because I'm looking for something to watch because there ain't crap to watch. No, we don't. I don't think we have anything to watch at this point. Oh, yeah, Frank just, of Ireland. Yeah. There's a scene where you see this woman laying in the street. She's not moving, she's just laying in the street at the beginning of the episode. Well, not at the beginning, but toward the beginning. And then toward the end, she's still there. She's just <laughs> laying in the middle of the street. Well, that's San Francisco. Yeah, well, that's true. Okay, if you had to guess, now not just what it is, but how she said it, uh, it says you might have seen it coming. Now Ellen DeGeneres confirms it. What is she confirming? She didn't confirm that she's a lesbian. No. Okay. That was, <laughs> that was, a long that was time. confirmed. That's way too obvious. A, a while ago. Yeah. She got anger issues. <clears throat> what is she confirming? 
I would say, yeah, that she's she's got problems. Okay, well, she's lying because she said she's going to quit doing her show. Oh, no, she's not. In other words, they canceled your show. Is that what you're saying? You can't fire me. I quit. I quit because you tried to fire me. I think so. I know somebody who worked on her show and said she got serious anger issues. Horrible person, I guess. That's a bummer because it's like she's one of those people that it seems like she is very nice. It's Hollywood. Everything's fake. Yeah, everything's fake. Well, that's kind of a a thing, too, is that a lot of people who put uh, like a wholesome family values front out are actually some of the worst people, and vice versa. Like, some of the people who only play, like, psychopaths and serial killers, they tend to be nicer people than the people who play characters who are like, you know, oh, gee shucks, let me teach you a nice lesson. Well, I've met her mate multiple times, Portia. She's a sweetheart. Portia de Rossi? Sweetheart. Is she? Total sweetheart. And And who's that? That her, is her wife. Okay, yeah. and she's a total, very nice human being. Huh. So it's weird that I guess Ellen's just so controlling over. Probably. She's controlling. Oh God, she's got to be the one of the most controlling people on earth. Yeah. But she was so funny back in the day. She was very funny at the beginning of her career. I thought. Yeah. Once again, power corrupts. Yeah, that's true. That's power how it works. Ru- power does ruin people. She did a visual joke one time. I can't. I think it was on the Tonight Show. About how women are have very poor aim when they urinate, and she literally did this deal where she's standing, her two feet are on the sides of the toilet, so her her actually her butt's about like two feet above the toilet, and she goes, "All righty then," and starts swinging her butt around so she pees everywhere but in the toilet. Was this, was this back when she was just like a stand-up comic? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how physically women could do that. Like, get stuff on the rim. I don't think he could no. either. I don't. Well, You'd happens, have to, like, hover over. Yeah, two feet. She was two feet yeah. over the over I the guess toilet. some people yeah. do that. But she's shaking her butt around in a circle. Going, yeah, All she was funny then. as a comic. She was. She was, she was very When funny. she was a comic. But I heard she's a raging jerk. I've well, heard that from I know a lot somebody of worked on her set and said, you literally want to look at her. Couldn't make eye contact mm-hmm. with her. Or you'd be like, fired yeah. instantaneously. Really? She'd oh, yeah. fire you for looking at her? Instantaneously. Oh, no eye contact. Sake. Settle down. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but think about the family-friendly people on TV like that. I mean, you got her. Bill Cosby's not a great one. <laughs> well, oh, heck, almost prick. every producer on every show is just a total raging prick. That's <laughs> true, yeah. That is They're true. all control freaks, man. I've been on a lot of sets, a lot of control freaks on one mm-hmm. set. You know, your mother... <laughs> Might be the most fortunate person on earth that she ran into the right poo hole. Mm. What happened with a different poo hole? <laughs> <clears throat> you know, did you hear what Catherine did to Albert Pujols, right? No. We're about, from me to you, we're in the first row and he's in the on deck circle. And Catherine, in a voice, because she didn't realize this, they announce him, right? And she looks at the people behind and he goes, that guy's name is Poohole, <laughs> and you could see his shoulders rising up because he was—he did not like it at all, right? Uh, he must have heard it about ten thousand times. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that yeah. pie never goes away. Uh, well, she's lucky she didn't say that to Corey Poohholes, spelled the same way. Corey Poohholes. Related or? Uh, no, I don't think so. He might be, but I don't think so because uh, apparently he was a manager at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, he's, uh, he's working at a Dunkin' show, uh, store, excuse me, uh, managing it. And apparently uh, the, some guy's order didn't go right. Uh, Mr. Pujols is a, is a black man in America today. 
And apparently the guy who didn't like his order called him the big N. Pujols punched him and killed him. <laughs> Holy crap. Mm, he punched punch. him so hard he killed him. Jesus. He could get 30 years of prison. Yeah, that's manslaughter at the very least. Where do you punch somebody so hard that you kill them? Oh, you can punch somebody in your face. It's it's actually not that difficult. Yeah, yeah, your neck, I suppose. That's true. Punch somebody right square in the Adam's apple, you can kill them instantly. Bond has. She knows a kid. Oh, no. That. I think he might have some developmental issues because she's like, he's. Like drools for fun, like he thinks it's funny sometimes, and she says oh. that he chokes himself, like he, po- like holds his fist up somebody, to his neck. Somebody reported this kid. Yeah, really. That <laughs> no, I, the, like, yeah, exactly. the teacher. Like it could be a the teacher. On. The person. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Whatever. Do they know about him? I yeah, because if he's okay. doing it in front of Fawn, he's doing it in front mm. of other people. Well, Anyway, and I was like, tell him that that's really bad for his larynx. And she was like, what's a larynx? And I was like, telling her all different things in his throat. And she's like, today, she was like, I'm going to tell him about his larynx. Tell him about his larynx, The bones that that break when you hang yourself are easy to break to push somebody in the neck. Well, because everything's so, like, little. And you can collapse your... Trachea pretty easily. You have to easily. punch it pretty high up, though, like right there, and right you can the kill them. Well, it's like, you know, have you ever been hugged by somebody and they just oh, hug you accidentally? It. It's in the, the worst. Ru- you're, yep. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like for an hour Same afterwards, you just career. don't feel I right. Have a, I have a severe <laughs> gag reflex. I can't take it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I know. Even I, like a turtleneck. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I can't uh, wear turtlenecks uh, either. Yeah. No, Scarf. like anything on anything on my neck, I'm like, get it off. Yeah. I choke out easy. Well, you could you could yeah, easily yeah. you could easily kill Ellie Nick with a punch to the throat. Yes, very G- a gentle punch. To the throat. Um, there's one negative stat about the Corey Pujols killing the guy stat. with a punch. Well, uh, what negative stat? The negative stat, <laughs> stat is Corey Pujols is 27 years old. The guy killed is 77. Okay, oh, yeah, he's going to prison right. for a long oh time. Then. 70. He you punched know what, the guy you so would, hard. You, would, you think so? But any more. Andy, you don't go to prison that long, man. Well, it depends yeah. on where they he's, were. He's probably going to get manslaughter and because of the racial slur, and he's probably going to serve seven years. God. Well, this was in Florida. Where in Florida? The Florida stricter than most states. Yeah. Nor- Northern Florida. If it's Northern Florida, yeah, he'll go away <laughs> yeah. for a while. But yeah, if it's in like, yeah, you're right. If it's in, like, Miami, he'll probably be in there for a week. Does it say on here where, where it doesn't say that so far? It just says in Florida. What angered him so much that he punched this man? called him the N-word. The guy called him the big N. And then he asked him to repeat it, and the guy did repeat it, and that's when he punched him. Okay. Well, Allegedly. I think he's okay. it's okay. What, to punch him? Yeah, I don't well, think he should kill him. Yeah, not kill him, yeah. but punch him. Punch a 77-year-old well, I just saw man. a video of a market in Minneapolis. I don't know what neighborhood <laughs> in Minneapolis it was, but a guy was at in a market, like a convenience store, and they had, it must have been not a great neighborhood because they had the plexiglass around completely yeah, surrounded. that's never a good sign. And the, the customer punches it, and the guy behind the counter, you can hear him in the audio, he says, you better get the hell out of my store, I'm going to come back there and come over there and kick your ass. And the guy punches again, and that guy comes around and out a door Uh-oh. with a pipe in his hand and whacks Uh-oh. him right upside the head. Oh, my God. And blood splats on the, on, the, on the soda thing. Like, blood literally splats on it. Hmm. And they, they were both black, so... 
But that guy left that store? Yeah, I bet he, I bet <laughs> he left the store. I'd be leaving that the store. That was just, just happened two days ago in so, in somewhere in Minneapolis. I Somebody posted it live on, on Facebook. Oh, I should mention, by the way, it was in Tampa, Florida. That's where it was, Tampa. Probably North Tampa. The guy was probably a sponge diver in Tarpon Springs. That's what it was. Maybe. I have a weird headline-type thing. That's very interesting, and I want to know why this is happening. Metal is sticking to people's COVID injection sites. Sticking? Like magnet. Do you have any? Type. I'll see if I. There's one right there. Right <laughs> like, there's a bunch of video. There's a bunch of videos. you know I don't know. There's a bunch of videos on the fake. internet. That's I don't fake. know if. That I mean, which that doesn't real. mean no, that it's, it's true, but I would be. It'd be interesting. Fake. When your shoulder becomes magnetic. To know if it's true. Okay. I just can't believe they're going to give this shot to babies. Uh, they and, are? And little yeah. kids and babies. Yeah, oh, people are signing their babies and little kids up for trials. They're going for it, man. Hell no. They're pushing it so hard. I think. I think they already. Yesterday went to I think Boy, eight, to, eight to eight to twelve year olds. They did, yeah. They did. So then now they want to do babies. Why? Money, man. So it is all about the money there. And follow the money. You know, I always follow the money. Since and you know, people talk a lot of stuff about Dr. Fauci. He's a very smart doctor, but. He is the highest paid person yep. on the taxpayer's doll in the United States. That is correct. To, to, yeah. to run the COVID operation. He's paid more than the president. Yes. And, and, and so he wants COVID to last forever. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah. He definitely wants that. Well, he already owns some huge he, company. He gets half a million a year just from COVID. So once COVID ends, he don't get that half a million a year anymore. Oh, there you go. We'll be wearing masks forever. <laughs> I can hear him. I can hear him now. No question about oh, it. God. I don't know. The whole thing is just... Uh, Jim Johnson I, railed on him yesterday, man, and just <clears throat> railed on him. Like just, Who's Jim Johnson? Uh, he's a senator for... Oh, Ron Johnson. No, Jim. I thought it was Ron Johnson. No, Jim... Where's Jordan, Jim Jordan. Oh, Jim Jordan. Yeah, there you go. Just Ron railed on you, man. Just, oh, yeah. just railed on you. Jim Jordan just... loves to rail on people. He does like to I do mean, that. I mean, he railed on him so hard, I kind of felt yeah. bad for Dr. Fauci. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Uh, I did hear about that. I didn't see it, but I heard. Oh, it's about it. it's painful to watch. Oh, I suppose because he's he just rails on him like you. Uh, Rand Paul did too. I, oh I, yeah, I saw Rand Paul. I saw Rand Paul yeah, doing it. Paul. I didn't see the other one though. Both those guys can <laughs> rail on people. Oh yeah, yeah, they're pretty good at yeah, that. Yeah, Rand Paul was pretty nasty to him too. Yeah, he was. said you're you're taking animal diseases and making them transmit to humans, and they kind of are doing that. Yeah, they are. That's what they are doing. You're absolutely right. So I I don't know. It, it just I think let nature be nature and don't get involved with it. Yeah, I mean, don't get involved at all. Look, they're changing DNAs and oh, you no, you're right about that. Doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, let's not be doing that. That's no, they're testing. Right. The, they're making. They're changing the DNA of these viruses to to make them affect humans to see what's going to happen to a human if they get it. Well, Why? Just great. leave it alone. Why don't we wait till it does it itself? <laughs> I know. How about that. Let's wait around for a while, shall we? That's what the Wuhan laboratory does. Right. And then there's one in Virginia, too. I didn't know that. Catherine told me that the original COVID infection out of Wuhan, China, was in 1951, the year I was born. Yeah, COVID-1. COVID-1, yeah, it was in 1951, and it was out of Wuhan, China. So why are they... I still don't understand why they defend China in this. Why are we defending China? No, we shouldn't be defending China in anything. Either. I couldn't you know agree that, more. You know that I, saw, I saw this fact yesterday. They build five 
coal-burning plants a week. A week? A oh, week. And where are the polluters, huh? A okay. week. Okay. Yeah. A week they're building five a week. Isn't it true that America is the least polluting yes, big country? Yes, we are. In the world? We, we, By we far. became the least the last five years. That's what I thought. I thought that. But we're the bad guys still. Why do we want to believe in America that we're the bad guys across the board on every on every count? I don't want to believe it, but some, I don't somebody does. I just we're we're not bad. Look, there is tribalism. There is no question about it. There is perception bias. There's no question about that. That's not the same as racism. Racism is when somebody literally gets uh, pissed on or killed because of their if skin If we color. suck so bad, why does everyone in the world want to come, come here? here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why, do you come, why, why are you do, coming here? Why, I travel all over the world, and eventually I say I want to go home. Yeah. To here. Well, there you to go. To the United States. I feel the same way. No matter where I'm at, eventually I want to come home. Yeah, I mean, the kids, uh, Catherine, the kids and I have been to, you know, to Scotland and Ireland and England. And, and eventually all you want to come the, home. And you go, yeah, people are wonderful, great places, but I want to go home. Yeah, even if you didn't you're have right. a home home here, you still want to go back to the United States. Yeah, well, you're, you're right about that. You're That's why every right. major celebrity from every country that makes it globally, they move to the United States. They do. <laughs> it's true. That is very, very true. But I don't know the whole thing. Uh, like I said, there have been some really positive things from Big Star. Well, Patrick Warburton's a great guy anyway. And Mitch Albin's a pretty decent man too. But they're helping people. You know, Doctor Torres. We just had him on. He's helping people. People are stepping up now and starting oh, to support. Tom, even on the smaller level, just locally, people put up GoFundMe pages for people who got an accident yep. or have COVID. Yep. I'm blown away at the generosity that people I love give. It. I mean, you see these GoFundMe pages pop up, and three days later, they have a hundred grand on them. No, no, we set one up. <laughs> for what do you think of that action? For what? What do you need financial help with? Dad? I don't, but I set one up for someone who does need financial help. You what? I would do it for someone in need. Well, I've done it my whole life. We've done it our whole lives, help people that are in need. Yeah, but it's tough anymore. Oh, it's tough anymore if because they actually resent you. Well, if for you're doing a known it. person. It, yep. No good deed goes unpunished. There's no doubt. There's no <laughs> hate, question about And I hate about saying that. it. I hate saying that. There's I no really do deal. hate saying that. But it's true. It is true. Yep. You're absolutely right about that. You got to do it, it anonymously, not, not not let anyone know that I did you. do it anonymously. And then one of the pricks where I did it told everybody I did it. Mm-hmm. I said, I did it anonymously for a reason. I don't want you telling everybody. And he told everybody. And then you got punished. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was the biggest <laughs> prick in the world. Why didn't you give more? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hey, no good deed goes unpunished no, when you get true. to a certain level. Yeah, it is absolutely true. It's it's unfortunate. Sad but true. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah. I, I, look, how about this release yesterday? We only got about 45 seconds here. How about this release yesterday that outside infection rate is less than 1%. Did you know that? I thought it was less than even that. Outside infection rate. You know, what does that mean? Point. It was go outside. You don't getting have, COVID outside. Yeah, getting COVID outside is oh, almost okay. impossible. It's nearly impossible to happen. And yet they have us wearing masks everywhere we go for no and they by the way, the CDC knew they were doing it the whole time. Well, it's the mask has become a political sign. And there's no doubt about it. It's but something yeah. you said yesterday. It's it's almost become its own religion. Mm-hmm. Like literally, it's almost like zero 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 one. Yeah, that's what it is. Zero 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 one. That's what it is. It's not even one percent. It's zero 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 one. No, it's not one percent. No, right it's zero 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 one. 
<laughs> you can't. You can basically can't sure. get it from another person outside. Not good, outside. Good odds. Those are good odds. Oh, those are good odds. Those are really good. Yeah. Whoa, God, we got to take a break here. Got another hour coming up. Dr. Merman's going to join us. Tom Lehman, I think, is going to join us. We got all kinds of people. Andy and Alex are here. L.A. Nick is here. And, uh, and you know, his mom's on a beach in Florida. <laughs> he sent me a picture. It looked pretty nice. Oh, oh for Christ. He's sending pictures to everybody now. <laughs> no, I, I had messenger yesterday, and she oh, sent okay. me a picture saying, oh, the, you know. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we'll be right back. 